Welcome to the D-Shift Podcast, where we provide inspiration, motivation, and education to help you transition from the challenges of divorce to discover the freedom and ability to live life on your own terms. Are you ready? Let's get this shift started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the D-Shift Podcast. And today we are going to talk about a topic that is going to have your imagination spinning. I guarantee it when you hear about this. I am so happy to introduce Catherine Regani. She is uh, the developer of the Resilient Woman Leadership Program, and she focuses on mind, body, and spirit energy systems and how you can tap into those to make some phenomenal changes in your life. So Catherine, welcome. Oh, thank you so much, Marty. It's so wonderful to be here. I'm excited to get our conversation going. Me too, because we were talking before this, and I'm I'm ready to jump right in. So <laughs> let's do this. Um, what got you involved in this, Catherine? Because this is kind of a unique area to work in, and I know you've got a really interesting background. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, absolutely. You know, Marty, I've been divorced too. <laughs> Welcome to the club. (laughs) To join the club, exactly. And that's, you know, really where I started. And I'm sure just like um, so many of you, you know, well, where I am now on my journey is so much different than where I started on this journey. And I'm sure you are aware, just like everybody else who's really highly successful, sometimes you can feel stuck and off off track, you're stressed out, now you're going through that divorce, you can't focus, you can't sleep, you can't eat. Believe me, I've been there when I was going through my divorce. And I call these um, emotions, I call them our drama dragons, because they really start to come out. I had found my drama dragons when my husband left me. So um, when I was um, in that space, I remember sitting on the bathtub, actually throwing up, very lightheaded. I just couldn't believe this was happening to me. And I just, it was a moment of sheer um Shock. I was in shock. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't do anything. And I just realized this was not okay the way I was being treated. And that was it. I I had sort of taken my deep breath. I had made a decision and then I had to move forward. And it took a while. You know, I didn't tell people about what was going on. So I kept things inside, which was really very, very unhealthy. And then as I started to progress through and realized that I needed to make changes in my own life, that's how I really got into working with the mind, body, spirit aspect of things way back 20 some years ago. So that's really how I got started with it. So you were woo before woo was a thing, kind of, right? (laughs) Well, I think I was... Well, yeah, I guess oh, I was becoming woo just as woo was, was coming into um, fruition, yes. Yeah, and where do you, was there like a pivot point where you just knew that traditional, you know, read a book, do a self-help guide, go for a walk and you'll feel better, when you realized that that was not, that was good, those are all great things, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't enough to really get you over the challenge that you were facing. Mm -hmm. 
You know, it's interesting you asked that question because I was thinking about that just before our, our, our discussion today. And I remember a moment, you know, going through the divorce. This is before I had ever told anybody because, you know, taboo, taboo. Um, I was at work. I actually was traveling with one of my teammates, my compadres, and we were in the car and she just looked over at me. She goes, I don't know what's going on with you, but if you don't start eating, you're going to start having some real problems. And to me, I was like, what are you talking about? I didn't think anybody else noticed (laughs) that I was shrinking literally because I could not eat. I tried to eat. It wasn't because I didn't want to eat or I had an eating disorder, but I literally could not keep things down. So it was at that point I confessed to her what was going on. And she said, you got to get support because this is not something you can just go and do on your own. You've got to get the support that you need. So that's when I really started opening up and realized I wasn't the only one. And just having that support from just people at work and even my family, I was like, I was shocked at how supported I was in that, in those moments after that. Right. Right. And I think that's one thing. um, And I'm going to say this generally, I'm not saying it applies to everybody, but in my experience with the clients I work with, people tend to be very resilient, not resilient, resistant to talking about the fact that they're going through a divorce because there is still a different expectation when a woman is going through a divorce and uh, when a man is going through a divorce. Like for women, I think that there's this sense of, I have to keep everything together. I have to be the caregiver for the kids. I have to, you know, manage the household. I have to, I have to, I have to. And that adds a lot of pressure on the fact that now you're on top of that, you're going through this legal process, which is not always fair. I mean, I'm not bashing the legal system, but it's honestly not that fair a lot of times to people. Uh, it Men and women can get messed over in the divorce process. So when you got yourself, when you started talking to people, what changed for you or where did you decide that the energy um, work needed to come into your life? Well, you know, after... I started opening up to people and realizing that the support structure was there. I didn't have to hide anymore. You know, if I was having a bad day, all I had to say was, I'm just having a bad day. You know, and then I would go for a walk and have a cup of coffee or something with somebody and just have those 10 minutes to just sort of talk through things. Um, so that's how I got through it. And, and just knowing that people, people actually liked me and actually cared what I was doing. That was huge for me. And then the energy piece sort of um, came to me. My, my aunts and my mother got initiated into Reiki, and so I just started investigating what in the heck they were doing because I had never heard of this before. And then I realized how much of that I had already been doing in other aspects of my life. So – I started studying that and realized, wow, this is this is really powerful stuff. You know, this is the energy we live in every day. It's not it really isn't woo woo. No, it is it's not. It's yeah. 
it's life. Yeah. And when you can learn how to uh, work with that energy or dare we say emotions or dare we say drama dragons, <laughs> you know, then you can um, move more smoothly or move more quickly through some of these less desirable type emotions that you don't necessarily want to kill or, you know, completely hold back because that's not good for you either. Yeah, you need to, you need to feel the feels as they say, right? You really do. Exactly. And that's why when I talk about the drama dragons, finding your drama dragons, you want to learn how to befriend them. You don't necessarily want them to go away because you can use them for good. So let's let's jump into that drama dragon conversation. Tell me about how you came up with this cool title, uh, because I think that's such when I heard the first time I heard that, I just had this imagination of all these like dragons flying around in my head that were out of control. So tell me about that. Well, that's kind of how it was. <laughs> I was having a, a fun conversation with um, one of uh, my coaches, and we were just coming up with some different ideas. And the idea of, you know, because I had gone through a divorce and, um, you know, some other dramas, and really needing to keep focused on what was really important. Sometimes going through a divorce or something major in your life, those dragons come up and it is kind of like a scattered uh, disfocus in your, in your brain because you've got so much going on. So the drama dragons was just a really fun way for us to represent what's going on when those emotions are really, really high. It's almost like you get emotionally hijacked, whether it's for weeks, months, years, or just moments. So that's a fun way I thought would be to just represent those emotionally hijacked moments. <laughs> and, and that term emotional hijack has a, you know, that's a powerful word as well, because I've had a couple of times in my life where something just so unexpected, just so out of the blue and not in a good way out of the blue. I think particularly of a phone call that I got when I was 200 miles away that said, you know, your husband has had a stroke. He's gone to the hospital. And I was like, I just, it's like, I, I couldn't think there was like no words coming. There was nothing. There was just this lack of ability to process that information. And then when I put down the phone, it was like, I couldn't figure out how, what did I need to do? I needed to, you know, pack. I was uh, traveling. I was speaking. I needed to pack my stuff. I need to check out of a hotel. I need to call the host. And I could not for the life of me, put that in any kind of sequence of how I was supposed to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, and normally I think I'm a pretty capable person. So how do you help people? How, how do we tame those, those drama dragons when they, when they happen? Because they do happen. They do happen. And the one thing, the, the most important thing that I help people with is the grounding piece. So I learned a long time ago when I talk to somebody about grounding, they can nod their head and yeah, they get the idea, okay, ground, okay, put your feet on the ground or on the, the earth or something like that. But when I ask them, do you really know how to ground? Most people say, no, I have no idea how to ground. Now, Marty, I don't know if you've ever had anybody teach you any grounding techniques, have you? I've done the five senses. I've done okay. some of that, the, the breathing, the um, 
you know, the rubbing your fingers and feeling the ridges. And so I've done some of it, um, but not in a formal kind of training. Right. So, you know, just learning how to take that breath and getting yourself, getting yourself centered, (laughs) getting yourself centered um, inside of your body. When you first start doing it, it takes a while. It's a practice. But then once you start working with it, with me a little bit more, then it becomes a lot more easy to do. I've had since I've really learned how to ground myself. I've had moments when I've had that phone call, somebody's been in an accident and you need to decide to get home as quickly as possible. I'm the only one there. So I've just learned how to take that deep breath, center myself, feel myself in my skin so that I can focus, like you had suggested, Marty, and get the details done. Pack some bags, call my husband, tell him I'm on my way. Um, uh, get the airplane tickets. Right, yeah. You know, and all of those just minor details that you just have to ground yourself in order to be able to take that deep breath so that you can make those correct choices um, that need to be made. And we're talking about pretty extreme issues that both of us experience, but I can, I mean, it doesn't even have to be that extreme. You can get a call from the bank saying, Oh, did you, did you just make an online purchase for $12,000 on your credit card? You know, it doesn't have to be life and death. It can be, or you get, how many of us don't have that panic moment when we see the police, you know, the, the, the police lights in the background and we automatically check, are we driving the right speed limit? We slow down, we do all that kind of stuff. But you still get that immediate visceral emotional reaction that's right. not healthy and not helpful because it can make us do weird things if we're not, um, you know, really able to ground and center ourselves. Right, exactly. And let's face it. Thing, you know, what happens at home doesn't always stay at home, right? Yeah. You take it into the office. So if you're having a bad day and you're sitting in, in a meeting and you have to keep your wits about you, even though you're, you really prefer not to, <laughs> you know, just taking that grounding breath, yeah. taking control of those emotions or those dragons, appreciating the fact that they're there. But knowing that you just need to breathe through this ground, it's not your coworkers' fault that, you know, whatever's happening is happening. So you just need to learn how to adjust appropriately. Right. And there was an interesting study. And Catherine, I keep meaning to actually drag this up and have it printed somewhere and set on my computer screen so that I can refer to it correctly. But there was a study that was done where they actually had people going through divorce self-report their productivity levels. 40, uh, just right around 40-ish percent of people reported that they that they self-reported a noticeable drop in their efficiency, productivity, and decision-making and communication skills at work. And then, interestingly enough, there was something like 30% of people that reported that they actually thought they were, they were a lot better at work. But when they went and interviewed that 30%'s colleagues, they all said, Oh, heck no. I don't know where they're getting that because they are not doing better. So sometimes we, I think, assume that we're handling stress and pressure. Like you said, your, your coworker was the one that said to you, Hey, you know, what's going on with you? I think sometimes we think that we're, we're good. We're fine. Nobody's realizing these differences in our lives and people are noticing. They just maybe are polite and not saying anything. 
Mm-hmm. And that's really interesting you say that because I believe that 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 is true. With my drama dragons, um, there's some really interesting um, perspectives on each drama dragon. There's five of them. And these are, th- you know, there are things that each dragon does that you might not be aware of immediately. Do we I'm dying to know. You got it. You got to tell us the five. You got it. Okay. <laughs> Do we have time for that? We have time. One more time. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. So I had started with the fire dragon. Um, there's p- pieces of me in each one of these. And when you take the, the quiz, dramadragonquiz.com, you'll notice as well um, some you could be really similar. So the first one is the fire dragon. And the fire dragon really starts to appear when things are not coming together well <laughs> and others aren't pulling their own weight. And because you've got other things going on at home, you get a little annoyed. And you'll notice this dragon when you start to feel that fire build up inside and you start burning people's faces off with those um, nasty comments that you don't necessarily mean to say, but they're a little bit more sarcastic than you usually are. So that's what I call the fire dragon. The smoke dragon um, is not quite so harsh, but appears when you don't take the time for yourself you need to recharge. Everybody needs to recharge, and when you don't get that time, you'll notice this dragon when um, your, your usually happy self turns into more of a grouchy, negative type of behavior. So maybe you're not burning people's faces off, but maybe you're just using a little bit more negative talk than you normally do and aren't as supportive of other people as you normally are. Yeah. The stoic dragon appears when all of the emotions that are stuck inside um, because you don't want to appear vulnerable. You don't want people to know, so you keep everything in. Um, You'll recognize this dragon when you're running to the bathroom so that nobody sees you cry because you just can't hold it anymore. Run into the bathroom. The next one is the unsettled dragon. And this dragon shows up when you focus too much on too many ideas at once. You've got so many things going on. And now the the balls keep dropping. You'll recognize um, this when you're feeling disorganized. You're disconnected. And you're really not sure which way to go next. And you're usually pretty clear on that. And then finally, we've got the ice dragon. And the ice dragon shows up when you have overpromised on deliverables and not, and you've not delegated those tasks to those people who are capable. Because you you might be somebody who just takes takes it on because it, you might as well do it so you get it done right. But you'll recognize her um, when you're st- starting to trip over those balls. You're not getting things done. You're not delegating and. Um, people are starting to notice and you're starting to notice. So those are the five dragons. um, And it's really easy to befriend them with what we had talked about, just really getting grounded. And we go further than that in, in my program. Oh, I love, you know what, when you said that ice dragon and you explained that, I'm thinking, well, that's me. That's my, that's my, that's my one. Like just 
I just as soon do it myself and try to explain it to you people. <laughs> that's when I'm stressed. I know that's exactly what I'm going to yeah. say. Because honestly, I don't want to talk to people. Yeah. I don't want to talk to the humans right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the dogs are fine. I'll talk to them all day. If don't right. want to talk to any humans. Catherine, that is, a, that is such a clear picture of each one of those behaviors. And you're right. I think we all probably use different components of those behaviors every day. Um, hopefully not the fire one as much and the ice one, but the, the, definitely the stoic and the, you know, the, the other ones. I can definitely see that coming out. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, you know, through my process, you really get to know these dragons, regardless of which one, you know, is more uh, aligned with you, shall we say? Yeah, yeah. You really get to know this dragon and what its purpose is. You know, it's when you start to notice this dragon, you can really connect with that dragon and understand then what does that dragon need to be happy Yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead of not so happy. Right. Yeah, I, I was thinking, you know, I think it's the smoke dragon, probably a little bit of self-care and time to relax and recharge your batteries so that you're not running on that passive aggressive kind of level of performance. Yeah, exactly. That's oh, exactly this is it. this is so interesting. And I, I just I love the visual that comes with this. And this is why I think for me, this really resonates uh, more than just talking about, like, I do emotional intelligence assessments for companies and corporate people, and it's pretty clinical, right? I mean, you got, you know, you're, you've got your five categories, you've got your three subcategories, you've got your 15 quadrants, and it's very good, but it doesn't create that, it doesn't evoke that image, like the idea of the, those five dragons do. So this, I love this. This is really exciting. Thank you. Catherine, um, what do you think? We've covered a whole bunch of topics here. And I always say this on every podcast, but I wish we could just keep going. But they tell us we have to keep it at this 20-minute magic mark. So what do you think is the one thing you would like people to remember other than those dragons flying, which I'm going to remember forever with your name, by the way. Um, yeah. what, what, what would you like people to remember from the conversation today? Well, what I'd like people to remember is get to know your drama dragons. You can do that. You can go to dramadragonquist.com. Find out what your drama dragon is. And then once you learn how to or learn what that is, then you can really focus on grounding into your skin, grounding into yourself, which is something that I can help with, and learn what it's going to take to help that dragon turn things around, make friends with that dragon. Because the dragon isn't there just for bad stuff. It's there to help you. Yeah, because obviously um, each one of those dragons also serves a purpose for us as well, a positive purpose in our life. Yeah. Exactly. If people, and I, I know you mentioned your quiz earlier, but can you give us that email or that, in, that uh, website again, how people can reach you and find out more and do the dragon quiz? Yeah, if you go to the dramadragonquiz.com, you can go ahead and learn about your dragon. And then um, you'll also get more information about how to connect with me personally. And we can do um, a discovery call or a mapping call if that's what you'd like. It's a no charge call. You, We can just sit and have a discussion about where you are right now and where you'd like to go. So again, that's dramadragonquiz.com. 
Thank you, Catherine. And Catherine is so easy to talk to. I got to I gotta tell you this. Um, we've had a couple of conversations and they're always so enlightening and pleasant and just a wonderful person. So thank you, Catherine, so much for being on the D-Shift podcast. And I'd like to thank everybody for listening in. And don't forget to tune in again next week for another episode. Thanks for listening and supporting the D-Shift podcast. If you would like to attend live trainings by our amazing guests and have a chance to ask questions and get answers from our experts, join the D-Shift crew. For more details and to sign up, head on over to www.divorcecoachforwomen and click on the podcast page.